Good morning and welcome to the drive. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, yesterday's episode uh, was from Sunday. Today's is from Monday. I said the wrong day. But um, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's October uh, 24th today and it's Tuesday. I had an amazing trip. It's already been a week. Uh, you know, time flies by, especially when you are having fun. I think that saying is pretty true because uh, it's been a blessed time here in Southern California. And uh, now I get to go home and uh, my family's staying back for another few days. But um, but it was a blessing. It was a blessing to catch up with people. It was a blessing to just get away from everything. That it's You know, getting away, I think there's something to say about that because... You're not thinking about any of the just even the everyday tasks and the things that you normally do the busyness right to get away and not have that and the only business to be uh just to teach the bible and to be with family uh, that was uh it was huge it was a blessing it was amazing so so happy but i'm gonna fly home today and then uh start studying for wednesday night to get back into the routine but but anyway, guys, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, as we continue on, we're in Ephesians 1, 19 to 21. 1, 19 to 21. I'm going to read it here. It says, Paul writes, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in the age, this age, but in the age to come. Wow. So there's a few things in here that just jump out at me and kind of slap me in the face. Number one is the power of God. Right? He, the power of God. He's omnipotent, which means he's all powerful. And we have to, like, I think it's so incredibly important to remember that God is all powerful. Because when we do, we won't see things as, we won't categorize things as possible and impossible. Instead, we'll categorize things as possible with God. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think we limit ourselves. We are limited. We're human, right? But we limit ourselves sometimes when we go, uh, God can do this, but I don't think he can do that. Really? He's going to do what he's going to do. He's, he's in charge. He's powerful. He's never not going to be powerful. He's omnipotent. And so I love it because Paul basically says, listen, he's powerful, he's got all power, and he proved it by what? The working and the mighty power he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. I mean, and seated him at the right hand of the... So what he's basically saying is, listen, God is incredibly powerful, he's all-powerful, and that is proven by Jesus dying and rising from the dead. Again, the resurrection, it completely validates our faith. And it also shows and proves that God can do anything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, God 
is in control. God makes things happen according to His will. And so, I think if we boil this down to practically, I think in our lives, God has worked powerfully. I think He's done great things in your life. And you, and you know it, right? You think back, searching your memory of the way in which God has come through or the way in which things seemed impossible and there was the Lord opening doors that you couldn't strive to open. But He simply nudged it and, and it flew open and you said, thank you, God, you opened this door. Because we are limited, we are, but He is limitless. We see things as impossible. He, he sees things as possible. And so I think that's so important to, to know, to see God as He is. Right? And not to, to limit Him. Not to actually think, oh no, He can't do that. That's, that's what the world thinks. That's what those who don't know the Word of God think. We don't want to think like that. We want to think, you know what? God can do it. <laughs> Lately, honestly, since God has been doing such great things in, in the church and the people in the church, I find myself saying over and over again, look what God did. That's not even kind of a question. It's a statement like, look, look, look at this. You were praying for this. You were struggling through this. God gave you victory. He got you through. Look what God did. Look what God has done. And I, and I think we can pr essentially say that almost every day in the things that the Lord does, in the ways He works. Look what God did. He's on the throne and He's working and He's making um, things are happening according to His will. And so the resurrection of Christ really validates the power of God, which should make us completely be in awe of Him. And the, this last verse, Paul really talks about he's high above the principalities and every name that is named. What, what he's basically saying, he's talking about the preeminence of Christ. Like the power and the place of Jesus. You know, Jesus has always been. And he always will be. And yet, the Lord made it possible and willed the fact that Jesus was born, rose, uh, born, you know, grew up, ministered, died, rose again, and ascended. And it's such a powerful thing that God did. Like, oftentimes, like, why do you focus on Jesus so much? Well, because he's preeminent. Because without him, we wouldn't be saved. Because he's the mediator between God and man. Because he's the bridge from a you know a sinful people to holy God. He's our Savior, Messiah, the one who was spoken of throughout the Old Testament and prophecies were fulfilled in the New Testament. He is our rescuer. He is our deliverer. So, yeah, he's preeminent. He's important. <laughs> Without Christ, you know, people would not be saved. And so, 
I mean, the implications are huge. I mean, this is encouraging. And again, lastly, guys, I just want to say, like, the power of God should cause us to be awestruck on a regular basis, to marvel, like a lot of people did in the Bible. And it says they marveled. They were astounded. They were amazed at what Jesus did. When we look upon the Lord, when we look upon Jesus, we should be in awe. We shouldn't normalize him and go, oh yeah, he was a good guy. Not like people people do that, unfortunately, but no, he's more than a good guy. He's more than a moral teacher. He's our savior, our rescuer. And now that he's rescued us, we get to, don't have to, we get to live the rest of our lives surrendered and serving him. And that's our example. He gave us that example. It's just mind-blowing. I mean, I love it. I love it. It's amazing, guys. And I, I hope you continue to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. I hope you keep falling more in love with him and looking to him and um, looking at his example that he gave us and just having that comfort and that peace that only he can give. Remember what he said in John fourteen twenty seven: Not that the world gives, but that he gives. Jesus gives that peace in our hearts, that he settles our hearts because of who he is, because of what he's done. So look to Jesus, amen? Well, God bless you guys. Hey, I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. I'm praying for you guys. Love you guys. Pray for me as I uh, fly home. I have a, about a four-hour flight from LAX to New Orleans, and then I'm driving two more hours home so it's gonna be a travel day and uh thank you guys appreciate you guys so much and uh talk to you soon thank you